Listen to Marcus online to smsupernetwork.com. classic Seinfeld government, the government about nothing, which has no no legislative agenda to put in place. But Australia has so many big challenges facing us. Australians need their parliament to be active, to be sitting, to be debating, to be holding the government to account. And this is a government which is tired, worn out after eight long years in power. Now, frankly, what it needs is a spell on the opposition benches to figure out what it stands for. Yeah, so says Andrew Lee MP. Uh, very very happy to say that Andrew is back for 2022 every Tuesday on the program. He may have a rat test or two that he might give away on today's show. God knows they're as scarce as hen's teeth. Andrew Lee, good morning. Good morning, Marcus. If only I had one to give away, I'd be happy to oh. give it to your listeners. But uh, yes, it's, it's a sign of the times, isn't it? That uh, radio stations running giveaways for, uh, for, for rapid antigen tests. Oh, well, in other dear, countries, dear. they've got plenty of them. They're handing them out free of charge to their citizens. Just extraordinary. All right. Well, look, I want to play a bit of audio and I want to get your thoughts on this. Um, here we go. This is the Commander in Chief yesterday. Omicron changed everything. Um, no, Delta was a completely different um, variant. You can push through or you're going to lock down. We're for pushing through. That's how you get through this. We get through to the other side. It's going to be tough. The whole pandemic's been tough and Australians have shown a resilience and a patience and a determination. They've dealt with the circumstances as they're in front of them, not behind them. All right, well... You know, it is going to be tough, except for if you, I don't know, you, you get the latest uh, fish flown in from Humpty Doo, uh, while others struggle to get the essential items uh, off supermarket shelves, Andrew. Absolutely. You know, two years ago, Marcus, we were talking about the Prime Minister staying in Hawaii while Australia burned. A year ago, we had uh, the Prime Minister saying that it wasn't a race to get the vaccination, and now we've got the Prime Minister saying that uh, Australians should engage in this sort of hunger games to get rapid antigen tests, and, you know, frankly, doesn't give a rat's. Uh, the <laughs> fact is that uh, he's, he's really begun this year as his Prime Ministership has been characterised, looking for others to blame. And, you know, I'm sure even with the uh, Novak Djokovic decision overnight, he'll find somebody else to be at fault. You know, he'll come up with some well, spin actually, about just... how the Victorians control the borders. Yeah, okay. uh, but uh, he's, he's, const- he's constantly looking for others to blame rather mm. than taking responsibility as Australia deals with an extraordinarily tough situation. Well, what is your right take now. on the, the Djokovic thing? Do- do Labor have a, um, an official line on this? Well, the uh, borders are a Commonwealth responsibility and the debacle was entirely of the Commonwealth's making. It was Commonwealth lawyers who were in there in the court yesterday when the defeat was handed down. Uh, this is a, a decision of the Morrison government and it's up to them to sort out the visas for international players wanting to compete in the Australian Open. It's frankly a pretty embarrassing situation for Australia that uh, we found ourselves in. Uh, And it's not as though there wasn't plenty of time. You know, we've known the Australian Open was coming. We've known for a long time Novak Djokovic didn't like vaccines. Uh, This could have been calmly and carefully sorted out months in advance. Yeah. I just wonder why everything needs to be bloody well politicised. You know, I hate sport and politics blending, but it appears that (laughs) this is an ultimate case in point here. 
Uh, yes, I mean, I think Australians would uh, like Novak Djokovic to uh, be, be vaccinated and to be playing in the Australian Open. And uh, it's a shame for him that he's an anti-vaxxer. It's a shame for us that we weren't able to uh, sort this out, this out carefully to give him a clear decision before he came to Australia. Uh, but it is characteristic of, of so many of the bungles that we've seen over the, the, the course of the, the last year. And I really hope that 2022, Marcus, uh, brings a change in government and not just a change in the party in power, but a change in the approach to government. Uh, less chaotic, less spin, more focused on substance and making long-term decisions in the interest of Australians. Mm. I just want to throw something at you. Uh, this will be a little left of centre, but I'm reading a story uh, in today's Murdoch Press. The Australian dream of a house on a quarter-acre block is dead and the future for affordable environmental, sustainable living is in 65-storey high-rise towers. This, this is uh, being masqueraded as news. A new report called Standing Tall has identified the sweet spot in high-rise living that will bring down the cost of homes while also improving the city's green footprint. So, in other words, developers are going to throw up these monstrosities right around our country and, uh, you know, plant a few trees to make, you know, try and sell it as a a green way to live. I don't know whether Australians want to bring up kids, you know, 50 storeys up, do they, Andrew? No, I agree with you, Marcus. Uh, I mean, uh, apartment living suits many people. If you're a young student and you don't want to mow a lawn, then it might work out just fine. But many people would like a backyard for their kids to play in or to grow some veggies. And the fact is that we ought to be able to sort out our planning laws and uh, our tax laws so as to ensure that Australians have access to home ownership. Uh, it oughtn't be beyond our wit to ensure that if you're uh, an Australian who earns a regular wage, you can buy a regular house. Uh, but right now we've got uh, house prices accelerating away at uh, hundreds of dollars a day. Uh, and uh, it's just making it almost impossible for people to break in. Yeah. Uh, we've announced our Housing Australia Future Fund. That was one of the uh, the announcements in last year's budget reply from Anthony mm. Albanese, which would uh, uh, build more social housing to add to supply. Uh, and I think one of the reasons, just you know, putting my economist hat on for a moment, that you get these huge towers... Uh, is that there isn't scope for uh, medium, what they call Paris-style development, you know, yeah. two, three-storey walk-ups, uh, which uh, actually allow you to uh, uh, to have more d- more density uh, without the uh, sort of towering shadows that uh, you, can, you can see characterising some, uh, some cities in the world. All right, uh, rapid antigen tests. Um, the government did a slight about turn uh, when pressured at a state and federal level, but in particular at a federal level. We know that the uh, Australian Medical Association, uh, certainly the, uh, <laughs> the top doctors in the country, had a meeting with high-level health officials last September, Andrew, uh, to talk about the need to stockpile these rat tests. The government didn't listen, and here we are. Absolutely, Marcus. You know, the government has said that uh, these rapid antigen tests will be available for 6 million Australians. That leaves 19 million out in the cold. Uh, and you just got to go back to economic first principles and ask yourself why it makes sense to pay for, uh, to pay for testing why at a government level. Uh, well, it's, it's a public good. You know, that's why uh, we, when you go to get, to get a PCR test, they yeah. don't ask you to pull out your credit card. Uh, the, the reason is we want people to go and get PCR tests because then you find out if you've got, got the virus mm-hmm. and you self-isolate. And exactly the same principle applies to rapid antigen tests. 
simply because you're uh, doing it at home and doesn't take away anything about the public benefit of getting tested. People should be getting tested more often. It would stem the, sl- the flow of the virus and ensure that there's less pressure on our hospital systems. Yeah, well... Uh, and right now, yeah, we just don't know what the uh, what the wave is going to look like as it uh, begins, to, begins to crest. We don't know what's happening around mm. uh, the rules of who gets admitted to hospital and whether that's, uh, that standard is now being changed in places like New South Wales. Now, this is all pretty concerning. We're having a significant numbers of deaths due to, due to COVID right now, uh, and the uh, the reporting uh, isn't providing the sort of detail that I'd like to say. All right. Um, can our hospital system cope? We know that staff are working harder and longer than ever before. That is the only thing holding the system together. It's not really a long-term option. Uh, without effective testing systems, carriers pass on the virus to more people. Uh, So that's obviously why we need available and affordable rats. But we've got a million cases now around Australia as Omicron continues to spread. Do you think our health system can cope? I really hope so, Marcus. You've got extraordinary people working in Australia's hospitals and our primary health care system, dedicated doctors and nurses who are doing their level best uh, and in many cases uh, powering, powering through uh, despite the exposure to uh, COVID themselves. Uh, so, you know, pay credit on your station to all of the work that they're doing. Uh, but, yeah, I'm concerned as the uh, as the wave begins to crest that this is a classic case where we want to flatten the curve. Uh, it's not about whether COVID passes through Australia or not, but it's about whether uh, we get a sudden surge that overwhelms uh, emergency departments and uh, intensive care wards. Uh, I really hope we're able to uh, to manage that. Yeah. I think a lot of people are making sensible decisions. If you can work, work from home, you know, why not do it, do it for a week, a week or two yeah. uh, just in order to ensure there's a little bit less pressure on the system right now. Quarantine rules could be eased for essential workers in transport and aviation in the next phase of a federal plan to fix chronic staff shortages that have disrupted food supplies. The PM wants state and territory leaders to back plans to ease restrictions on more workers in essential jobs uh, when they become close contacts of a confirmed COVID-19 case. Is this the right public policy here? I'd defer to the health experts on that, but I think it's a necessity as you come to a situation in which so many essential workers are being exposed to COVID. Now, we saw the other day that somewhere yeah. between a quarter and a half of all truckies have been, have been exposed to COVID. Uh, you're seeing this in the supermarket supply chains. One of the reasons that there's shortages, shortages there is uh, not just getting the trucks to the supermarket, but getting the produce out and onto the shelf. Uh, and, of course, in the health and aviation sector, it's a, it's a massive issue as well. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd support the decisions that are being made, guided by the health authorities. Uh, but all of this would be a whole lot easier, Marcus, if we had uh, rapid access to rapid antigen tests, uh, because then people would be able to do that, do that testing at home, uh, do get into uh, some of the uh, regular testing regimes that slow the spread. Uh, it just makes sense. It's uh, it's not feasible uh, to go and get a, a get in line to get a PCR test every day, but it actually is feasible uh, to take a rapid antigen test every day. All right, mate. Good to have you on. Thank you. We will talk again next Tuesday. Appreciate it. Looking forward to it, Marcus. Take care.